everybody, and welcome back to the Game by Show podcast. Today is August the 30th, 2017. My name is LeGrand Jolly. I'm joined with Jeremy Lamont. Hey, LeGrand Jolly, how is it going? It's going great over here. And also on the other side of Jeremy is Dale Eleanor Jones. Hello, Dale. I went to college with a girl named Eleanor. She was a friend of mine. Oh, yeah? Was she you nice? Sir or no Eleanor. Was she hot? Like, temperature-wise, I mean. Yeah, definitely. Where did um, you go to school at again? New Mexico? Arkansas. Close enough. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> just the other side of Texas, that's all. Yeah, exactly. And if we uh, know Texas like we know Texas, it's uh, not very not a very big state. No. And it's partially underwater. It yeah, is. I've got a trip planned to Houston in six, eight days. Six to eight months. <laughs> No, the seventh. I got a flight scheduled for Houston. I don't think you're gonna be doing that, probably. Nah, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I am either. I mean, but you we'll can bring see. some, bring some snorkel equipment. Maybe you know uh, our president should drain the swamp. A, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, fat chance of that. Uh, the, a copy of Xenoblade Chronicles that I was bidding on on eBay sold to uh-huh. someone else for thirty six dollars. Is that good? Well, I mean, it's high. This game is... It's still high. I, I've been bidding on it on eBay for, I don't know, weeks now. Which one? Now. Wii version or Wii U version? No, the 3DS. Or 3DS. The new 3DS oh. XL. The, the new 3DS version. Uh, since I got the new 2DS, right, I, want, I felt like I should go back and, um, you know, swoop up in my net some of those games that I'd missed. And, uh, yeah, this one and Majora's Mask are, like, kind of the only outliers I have left yet to get. And um, I, I just can't seem to get, I can't seem to win any auctions because I, I personally will not go over like twenty bucks for Zelda and like thirty for this Xenoblade. And can uh, you just walk into a freaking store and buy them? You can, but they cost more. See, that's that's the deal. If you when, if you, you're when you go to the aftermarket, it's like setting your own discounts that you never can redeem. It's the thrill of the hunt. Yeah. It is, well, that's here. part of it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've managed to get all those like Famicom games and Dragon Quest games and stuff pretty cheap just by just by bidding on eBay auctions that nobody else but wants. You got to pay shipping on eBay auctions. You don't have to. Right? A lot of people list it like as free shipping. You know, Five dollars more. They just fold it into the, into the price or whatever. But um, <laughs> is it wrong? Or you're not really getting a deal, are you? No, well, if it's cheaper than you can get it in the store, that's a deal. Is it wrong of me that whenever, just to conjoin those last two topics, whenever there's like a big natural disaster somewhere, is it really wrong of me to be, my first thought is like, oh my gosh, all those video game collections that are getting waterlogged or, or whatever. That's probably wrong of me. I probably shouldn't say uh, that. Yeah, that's probably wrong of you. I personally think of all the woods porn that's just getting rained on and washed away. <laughs> Out in the woods? <laughs> kids will be deprived of. Look at the game I got. Going forward. What a game I got, Dale. Oh, man. Do you want to put that on eBay for, like, $18? <laughs> and then I'll, I'll bid on it. Nah, I think I paid full retail for this bad boy. Uh, I did pick up a Best Buy Gamer Club Unlocked, finally. I let mine and expire, I, and I think... I kind I don't know. I just... I don't really buy enough physical stuff anymore. It's mostly digital, so... Well, this would convince you to buy it uh, physically. No? Yeah, that's a pretty decent deal, but... Uh, has it? I, th- I thought I heard from from Cheap Ass Gamer that it was getting slightly 
less good over time? Uh, Amazon, the Amazon Prime version, where it used to be 20% off of all kinds of stuff, and they just did it on select pre-orders now, so Amazon got oh, nerfed. Okay. Best Buy, Best Buy I think is like is still any okay. new game you buy is always twenty percent off. Yeah. I don't know why that's a bad deal. Yeah. That's no, that's a pretty good deal. But like, I'm I'm gonna I'm probably going to buy the Guild Wars Two expansion, just the physical copy of it, because you just put a code into ArenaNet anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And same with uh, Destiny Two. Yeah, same with all the. Right? Uh, same with anything. Most really. games, right? Anything you that you can find, buy. any PC game that you can find retail, it's just going to be a download code in the box, right? Yeah. And I guarantee you that Best Buy, well, Best Buy already does. They have Destiny Two. Uh, PC version, and it comes with 20% off, and then you get a $10 reward certificate after that. So you save like, I don't know. It's a pretty, good, it's a pretty good deal, especially if you're one of the people who this year bought a Switch, and plan to be buying retail Switch games at all, uh, or you know, like yeah. anything else retail, yeah. right? Like if you're if you're doing retail, then you could do worse than that Gamers Club Unlocked probably. Pro strats. Yeah. It's all right. I don't know. I bought a, a couple things off it. I, I pre-ordered Destiny, and I, I bought uh, the Metroid Amiibo, though the squishy one, the Metroid-y one. Yeah, you yeah, know what? I'm planning on getting Metroid Samus Returns, and I'm planning on getting Destiny 2. So, uh, yeah, maybe I should uh, just go ahead and get the the best buy thing. What does it cost? It's like thirty bucks. Joy? Thirty dollars. Thirty bucks for two years. Yeah. For two years. It totally pays for itself after you buy like two games. Yeah, I could probably I could probably make that pay for itself pretty quickly. Maybe I'll do that. Uh, speaking of Destiny Two, that's what I've been playing. Whoa, that's a surprise abrupt. and cool transition. Surprise so, anyone? So I have surprise, a question right off the bat surprise, about that. Surprise. Yeah. Uh, people are saying that uh, it's it makes the game different. Like it's so good on PC that it feels like a totally different game. True or false? Well, once you do yes, Destiny, but it's without not because it's on PC. It's just because it's a PC FPS in general. It has nothing to do with the game itself. It's just that controlling first-person shooters with a mouse and keyboard is way superior than a stupid controller. Well, that's boring, And that's man. the bottom line, and I'm sticking to it. All right. Boring. Next. Uh, no, it's, um, it looks and plays really, really well. I'm playing it on my ultra-widescreen monitor, uh, and it performs. Like, I have a 980 graphics card, which is not even a top-of-the-line graphics card, and it runs um, 60 frames a second with almost everything maxed out. And if I max everything completely out, I get, like, 50 frames a second. So I have a 970. I, I should be able to do it pretty good, then. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially if you're running, like, 1920 by 1080. Like, I'm running yeah. 30, whatever the hell this ultra-wide screen is. I'm, oh, okay. I'm running uh, 3440 by 1440, and I'm getting 60 frames with almost everything maxed oh, out. That, that monitor came from the moon. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, anyway, it looks really, really cool. Did you guys play the the, the console? I guess Dale didn't play because he doesn't have a... Have you played... How can you even play this, Dale? You have a PC that... You should it, play the beta or just try it out. Why, why bother? I'm just gonna I'm gonna buy it anyway. <laughs> I have other so games to I, play. I, I, until I was it comes curious out. as to what it how it would run and. Oh, I'm sure I've, I've I have heard enough accounts already of people that are like, oh, it's really awesome. So, I, uh, you know, I decided ahead of time. I was like, I'm not gonna bother with the beta. Yeah, and I think we talked about this, or Wesley came on that when I wasn't around and talked about it, but when the PS4 uh, beta was going, right? Yes, that's correct. Uh. Yeah, so it's um, 
It's awesome. It's I don't know. It feels like a feels like a Destiny game, but feels like good. Like the the beta has like a single player story mission. It seems like the intro mission of the game. Um, that kind of you know sets up the you know introduces the big baddie and kind of sets up the main storyline of what's going on in Destiny Two. Uh huh. Um, and it's like super bombastic, badass action for you know twenty thirty minutes. Uh, this you know beta mission that it gives you. Um, and it was super fun. And it was fun. I'll tell you the best part. And it goes back to my very first comment. The best part about playing Destiny Two on the PC is playing Destiny Two on the PC and not with a controller. Um, mm. And that's it. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, that this, it, it, it seems like that story with the actual single-player story content, and that is what Destiny 1 was missing to kind of really elevate it and, you know, take the, the storyline itself, you know, your nice generic, you know, sci-fi storyline, uh, you know, seemed interesting enough. There just was nothing really to ever flesh it out, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, it was usually like background story. It really needed story. something yeah. like this, you know? It really needed... A story arc to take you through and give you context for you know the strike missions that you were doing and the raids right. and stuff like that uh where destiny one while it was fun it was a fun co-op game and the mechanics were great and i played it you know quite a bit on the ps4 my son still plays it on the on the ps4 uh it's just you know it was it wasn't as good as it could have been if it would have had it's kind of like titanfall one right like Without having that single-player story, you really didn't have a context of what was going on. It was just, you know, a, a good first-person shooter game. Um, and that's kind of, to me, what Destiny 1 was. And this just, you know, just adds that extra layer of stuff that you would expect, you know, a game like this to have, I suppose. So, anyway, it's awesome. Looks great. Um, I, I think I'm excited I might try to, like... How, how long does the beta go for? How long, is it through this weekend, uh, or...? I, I don't know. Uh, I know it started yesterday it, for think, people who haven't pre-ordered. Does it Destiny have a, a habit of, like, extending their betas by a couple of days, usually? Um, maybe, I thought I thought they did that. Maybe. Click on this button. All right, well, Let me find out. I'll tell you when the beta's going, Till. There's a handy button. Oh, the 31st, so it ends tomorrow, it looks like. Oh. Meh. Uh, yeah. I'm probably still uh, going to get it did, on the PS4. I also played the... Um, I played a one round of the multiplayer, which is you know the same as it was last time. Uh, See, to me, to me, controls. that's where I feel like the mouse and keyboard would really make a difference. Would be in like the real Twitch competitive stuff. Because I mean, well, you can play. You can play. It's not a Twitch game though. It, it's it's slow moving. Oh, when uh, you're playing with PC gamers that are running, you know, sixty frames, hundred frames a second, and super twitchy. It turns into that Twitch shooter. Like yeah, I, was, I could I, not compete. You're saying it becomes <laughs> like it goes from being Halo to being Quake, right? Well, I mean, it, it goes from being you're plotting really crappy, you know, controller turning. But it's not just know, that. FPS I mean, the, game. The character movement has always been pretty slow in Bungie games, also. Like the linear. Yeah, but when, but when all of a sudden you can spin around super fast. Uh, and aim really quick and twitch aim like you can with a with a mouse and keyboard then it definitely changes something you know yeah like i could do most stuff remote play on the vita um i mean not 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 a lot of the multiplayer stuff but that's why i was saying i think that would be where it really makes the difference other than that i i don't really see it being a, a big factor um and i just i don't have the wrists anymore i think for for mouse and keyboard on a lot of things and so yeah I, yeah. I think the game will be good no matter where you play it. Yeah, just, you know, I just wish, why are they not doing, like, more cross-platform stuff? That's what I would really like to know. I, they, they said that they wanted they that 
or Microsoft came out and said that they're open to doing. I don't know why Microsoft has a say in any of this. But yeah, they right. came out and said, <laughs> said, hey, we we we're open to doing cross at least cross save, yeah, cross save, cross which you know, play. like uh, a lot of people. I saw a lot of people being like, I'd pay for cross save, but I'm like, yeah, I'd pay for cross save if it came with the game. And why I'd would pay you want cross save? Why would I don't you ever want to play this on know. anything else than a PC? <laughs> That's all I need to know. I don't know. Uh, well, That's I can tell you question. why I'd play it on a PS4, because I could play it on my Vita from bed whenever I want, and because I can relax on my couch without having to lean forward and, like... Uh, I can play it on my NVIDIA Shield from bed. Uh, aggravate Jeremy. my tendonitis. <laughs> uh, no. But yeah, it's cool. It's well, cool that it's on another it, platform. It, it'll be great wherever... I, I've already got it pre-ordered on PS4 for the boy. He bought it with his birthday money. I think I mentioned that. He bought it with his birthday money uh, that he got back in April. Right. <laughs> Uh, and diehard fan. I will end up. I will end up pre-ordering it probably on PC from Best Buy, which I can just plug in a code and I'll save twenty-two dollars on my pre-order, basically with the ten-dollar reward certificate, and I'll be able to apply that plus the one from his Destiny pre-order to Super Mario, whatever Odyssey, the new Mario yeah. game. Uh, what's it called? Odyssey. Odyssey yeah, Rabbit. So that'll. I'll be Mario. able to basically save forty-two dollars off of that with its extra ten dollars coming back. Anyway. Gamer, Pl- Gamer Club Unlocked, uh, doing me well. Uh, I never really jumped on until now, so it's cool. Um, and look forward to playing Destiny when it comes out. Uh, I guess. I, I I don't know. It's got to be next <laughs> next month on console, but the PC release is no, it's, it's, the next it's, month? Uh, it's very soon. It's like next week on console and then late October for PC. It is... Where the hell is it? I, I looked at it earlier. Um... October 24th. Oh, so gosh. So we still got a good two months yeah. until this comes out on PC, which is kind of a bummer. Um, well, that gives them time to iron out the uh, kinks and stuff from the launch. So, Yeah, but it just means that yeah. there's more loot caves for us. Yeah, more it, loot caves. It, maybe it'll come out and it'll end up being just really lackluster. And, you know, I will we'll have to Yeah, I wonder, you know, I, I do wonder, I'll be honest, I wonder if, if the Destiny thing, kind of like, uh, you know, The Walking Dead, the Telltale Walking Dead, and the first one was like, oh, a revelation. And then after that, everyone kind of was like, yeah, kind of done that before. Well, yeah, a bunch of people did podcasts about it and then quit halfway through and never did another yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those jerks. <laughs> played it all the way through <laughs> well how long has it been i mean I'm still i don't know you, you can actually look because it's still down at the bottom of the show notes we can see exactly where our notes were for the podcast we were going to do I, i'm still working on it jeremy i'm yeah, sorry I know, I know it's you a are. long I know game you are. okay that's okay i'm still working on castlevania lords of shadows so yeah. exactly exactly we, hey, but- we had a we had a pact yes i wouldn't finish we will this die first i mean no wait that's not how that works <laughs> Uh, anyway, so that's what I've been up to. Uh, aside from playing Final Fantasy 15, digging that some more. Um, nice. I'm about 11, 12 hours, 13 hours maybe into that. Nice. Now, so it's cool. It's fun. But I don't have a lot to report on that yet. I plan mm-hmm. on finishing it. Well, like I plan on finishing every RPG I start, yeah. I plan on finishing Final Fantasy Did you 15. finish uh, Mass Effect Andromeda yet? I was just going to ask no. that. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got, I don't know, I got uh, a whole planet cleared out. That's like, pretty good. Uh, 95% viable or whatever the stat is for that but no i never and i had to like go back to somewhere and i'm like man then i gotta like travel and there's like a you can get those planets at 100 percent without doing it's like it doesn't mean you have to do everything on them you can do just like i don't know half of what's on the planets and then it'll reach i don't even need to get 100 percent. i'm more I, i would love to just mainline some of that game and i think i might 
fired back up. I think what happened is I was like way into it. Then I went on a series of trips, like back to back trips and stuff like that in the summertime. And then, you know, you get back after not playing a game and it's easy just to fall back into something like heroes of the storm. And that's what I ended up doing. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But yeah, I, I I still have it and I'm hoping I got a new hard drive. And so, and I had to wipe my uh, install of it from my old SSD. So I'm assuming that origin, I think origin has cloud save. So I'm hoping that if I reinstall it, it'll just have my save right there. So in fact, I'm going to click right now and install that while we're recording. Ooh. Uh, so what about you, nice. Dale? What's what's new over in Dale land? Uh, you know, not a whole lot is new. Um, have I ever got, have I ever told you guys about uh, Elite Dangerous? No. Nah. That's, that's a pretty good game. I heard it's okay. Have you accepted uh, Elite Dangerous as your personal lord and savior? <laughs> you, you fly a spaceship and there's, you know... Lots of stuff that goes along with that. You can you can buy new parts for your spaceship. You can go to places in space. You can shoot things. Uh, you can land it. on other things. Wait, 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 wait. When you land on things, are they in space? They are. Oh, my God. As, as it just happens to be. Or they can also be on a planet. But then the planet is also in space. The planet is so. in space. You know, theoretically, every game is a space game if you really think about it. That's true. That's true. Wow. Um, well, but yeah, that's that's a, continues to be a good game. I I decided with Elite that um, um, I had to go and soup up my engines before I go on a big exploration trip. Uh, and in order to soup up my engines, I got to go find these like mats, basically materials. If you've never played a, an MMO, mats is short for materials. <laughs> and um, so once I find these mats, then I can go to the engineer and then. When you when you um, engineer something, it's basically like it like in Diablo or something where you have like a dice roll, and um, the roll determines the the level of benefit that you get for the the part and the specific sort of upgrade that you're doing. So what I'm going to do when I collect my mats is I'm going to roll my um, frame shift drive so that I can get a max a higher maximum jump distance from star to star. And so right now with the, the ship that I have, I can jump about like 34 light years maximum from from whatever system I'm at to the next star, right? But I want to get that up to like 50 or – I heard 60 is possible. Um, I'll be happy if I can get that up into like the 50s and then – because if you're jumping across the galaxy and it's literally like um, – say I want to go from – the uh, the the area around where human civilization is just just to the center of the galaxy. I want to go see the great big black hole in the middle, right? That's about twenty five thousand light years away. So uh, you do the math, right? If I'm jumping thirty to fifty light years at a time, and it's twenty five thousand light years away, that's a uh, that's a lot of jumps, right? Uh, and so every little bit of extra distance per jump can be a pretty big help in reducing the um, insanity of a trip like that. Um, so, yeah, Elite is, is awesome. Uh, also, I've continued to play uh, Hex Cells Plus. So, LeGrand, how far are you into uh, uh, Plus there? I think I haven't played it really since last time we spoke. Okay. It's a game that I was playing with my wife, and she hasn't been down here. So It, it, gets, it, gets, it gets really hard. Uh, it gets a lot harder than the first one. So, I'm, um, I got two more levels to do. And so I'm ninety percent of the of the way through it apparently. Mm-hmm. Even though there's thirty six levels and I'm on the thirty fifth one, the the way they count the percentages, I guess, in how many hexes you have to click. 
And uh, yeah, these last few, this last batch of levels that I've been doing uh, on the, the sixth of uh, six groupings, you know, mm-hmm. have been like pretty tough. It, it really gets to a point where you're just like looking at, you're staring at the puzzle for a while going, man, I don't even know. <laughs> There's like a million hints on this thing and I don't know which of them um, is is not a dead end at this point, right? Yeah, um, but it's that's that old that old hex cells adage, uh, you know that that old saying still holds true, that you never ever ever have to guess, right? You can always figure it out. You can always logic it out somehow, right? You can always logic it out, just like the uh, the old wives' tale. Um, <laughs> and so, in addition to those, I decided that I wanted to f- go ahead and finish out. Um, and you know, who knows if I'll be able to, but I wanted to finish, uh, Dishonored 2 because Dishonored, uh, Death of the Outsider, the, um, I, I would, I would call it DLC, but I don't think, I think it's actually going to be standalone. Um, there's a new Dishonored thing coming out in a couple of weeks, I think. Um, I think it's the September the 15th and, uh, I bet you that'll be the last we see of the Dishonored series, just because I, I have a feeling it hasn't been setting the world on fire in terms of the sales. And um, if I if I also had to bet, uh, Arcane Studios, which which also made Prey uh, a few months ago, uh, I, I don't think that has been doing very good either in terms of sales. So I I just have a hunch that uh, Arcane and, and the style of immersive sim uh, like Dishonored and and uh and pray and, and things like deus ex maybe um you know go into the gray havens soon so <laughs> uh i wanted to uh definitely go back and um i never did last fall when dishonored 2 came out i never did finish it but uh just yesterday i actually made it to the what well, i guess what's kind of been heralded as a, as a real standout mission in the game which is the, the clockwork mansion and um, I I played all the way through that yesterday. It about it took about four hours to wow. uh, to do that. It was it's a really long and involved sort of um, uh, stealth mission. And the the latter half or, or maybe two thirds of it take place in this uh, clockwork mansion, where um, all of the individual rooms have uh, like a switch that you can go and pull. And when you pull the switch, they the room and the house con- reconfigures itself around you, uh, like furniture and shelves and things and walls will like sink down into the floor and then be replaced by other walls that come up in a different configuration. Or That's like, not confusing. They do this thing where in one of the rooms, it's like it's 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 like threefold. It's like a bedroom and a work study and like a, a bathroom also, and it has this like. Um, rotating thing in the middle this like rotating circle platform that spins around in the room and it uh it brings around either the bed or the bathtub or the like writing desk or whatever and and then but that's not the only thing that's in the room that's changing when you hit the switch it's also like raising and lowering doors and windows and all this other stuff it's pretty crazy and in fact it's it's funny um you can actually get behind some of the like workings and the walls of the house kind of like in portal like the, the first portal game mm-hmm. and you, you can kind of get back in there and find um uh like hidden access routes and and panels to shut off the uh like electronic uh infiltration countermeasures and stuff like that in the in the house it's uh 
pretty so cool. So does, does it all fit together? Like, does it all work out? I mean, or is it, it just kind of like it's some baloney thing that just comes into no, nowhere? No, no, it does. That's, that's the thing that's kind of really cool about it is that it does all actually fit together. And so you can actually get yourself um, – you can maneuver yourself into the kind of like – hidden spaces like what would be like sort of behind the scenes on like a, a ride or something you know and when you get back there um it's impossible to get stuck because you know for like safety reasons there's a there's a button on the inside of everything that closes to like let yourself out or whatever and um but like i said yeah you can get back there and find secrets and hidden routes to go elsewhere and everything and yeah everything does actually kind of fit together in a really cool uh way that makes sense physically if not you know, it, practically, right? Like emotionally, nobody would nobody would ever actually do this uh, except this like <laughs> except this mad inventor. Uh, you know, um, but That's yeah, it was actually I, a pretty cool level. I, I had Dishonored two open. That was that was what was open on my Steam when I opened. I just opened up Steam, and I was actually looking at Dishonored two yesterday. I was like, man, I should probably play this. I mean, I, I really really like the first one. I just yeah, for whatever it's, reason, it's just, good. You know, never, never pick this one up. And I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, man, I, yeah, I, I, I need see, to get my murder on somehow. I bought it as soon as it came out, and like with the fully intention of, uh, you know, blasting through it or whatever. And then I just kept getting sidetracked by other stuff. And then, um, but yeah, I finally uh, decided I wanted to come back to it. And I'm not sure exactly how long it is, but I had heard that it was fewer missions than the first game, but that each one was longer and more involved. Four and, hours uh, longer. So it's, yeah. So it's hard. It's hard to kind of like figure out how how long it is or how deep I am into it. The first yeah. game was so good, so much fun, man. It was such such a cool game. Yeah, and the DLC for that was amazing too. The the where you played as as Dowd for the two DLC. Yeah, uh, I never did that modules or whatever. So like the so Dishonored one, the first game, I think it had like. 10 or 12 missions and then the the dlc was another seven full missions that you played um as the as dowd who was the guy who killed the empress in the beginning of the first game uh-huh. and so you got to see like that whole reasoning behind him doing that from a whole other perspective with different characters and things and like different levels and everything it was like almost like a completely different game it was amazing that's i think some of the best dlc that's ever been in my opinion mm. um I gotta make some uh, time to play those games. And not only that, but it, but, but its, that uh, set up <laughs> the story from the DLC for the first Dishonored is actually kind of the setup for what happens in and Dishonored Two to to set that game off too. So I wonder if I own that. Um, Chances are I own that DLC. Maybe I it's should the the Knife first. of Dunwall and the Brigmore Witches. The Brigmore were the Witches. Two. Uh, I totally yeah. uh, own that. <laughs> yeah, you should you should definitely play Better that. Better get if on you it. Uh, well, shit. If you haven't. <laughs> that's good stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's that's about it. Other, other than um, just uh, I don't know, Clash Royale. I re-downloaded that on my phone for oh, some come reason. Come on, man. I veto, <laughs> veto, <laughs> veto. Uh, but yeah, that's. How about you, Jeremy? Right on. Well, I've been playing a couple new things that are out this week. Uh, one of them is temporary, and in fact, actually, the time... No, no, it's still... Actually, it's still on for another week, I think. Uh, I've been playing on the PlayStation 4 the Final Fantasy Dissidia NT Beta. So, uh, Dissidia is the PSP fighting game, the Final Fantasy fighting game, the sort of cross-generational, you know, unified theory Final Fantasy fighting so game. So, what is sort NT? Of a... 
I don't know. It's like uh, no tomatoes. No tomatoes? No, is it I don't a, know. Is it, like a, is it like a redo of the first one, or is it like a completely new It's sequel? kind of like every time they do this game, they kind of just like rejigger it a little bit. Hmm. And the the thing about uh, Dissidia NT is that instead of just being a 1v1 game, uh, it's now a 3v3 game. So you're actually playing six players all in the same arena, and Dissidia is sort of a free-range kind of fighting game, so it's not like a, you know, Street Fighter, like you get on this side and you get on this side. It's a fully three, uh, you know, 3D, 360 degree, uh, you know, in, arena in real space, I guess you would, you would say. Um, and it's very anime, the fighting, so, you know, people will, like, launch at each other through the air with their arms back and, like, you know, with the... You know, indignant purpose. Uh, you Can know, they as they like as they leap forward into yeah, exactly uh, those kinds of things. Um, and and the idea of the game is that you have two kinds of attacks. You have it's almost like two health meters, I guess you would say. One of the attacks is called a bravery attack, and everybody maintains a bravery meter or or a number of bravery hit points, I guess you would say. And the bravery attacks, and they, they can be any any type of attack. You depend, and they all depend on the characters. So in this beta, you can actually play as the thirteen or fourteen characters, one representing. Each each of the Final Fantasy games up through 14, I think. I didn't see anything for 15. Um, and the bravery attacks can be at a distance, they can be up close. Um, in the full version of the game, you can customize those things. There are close range, middle range, and long range attacks. Some of them are, you know, magic fireballs that you shoot from a distance. Um, some of them could be, uh, you know, leap, lunge forward and, and hit somebody with your, your gun sword. Uh, the close range could be like a grapple or a, you know, who, who knows what. Uh, and as you attack, someone's bravery, it adds the points that you hit onto your bravery. So you're sort of, they're sort of like this, um, you know, you're just sort of fighting over this, this bravery resource. And eventually, when you get enough bravery, you might decide to do the second kind of attack, which is an actual hit points attack. It's a, it's a killing attack. Uh, and so everybody also has their, their actual HP that you chip away at. So the idea is you do bravery, bravery, bravery attacks until you get enough to really do some damage. But, but you, you know, you also have to be careful because if you're holding on to those, other people can chip away at that. And if you take someone's bravery down to zero, you get like an extra boost because you've, you, that you break that person and you, you get a, you get a bunch of bonuses. So, it's not like you're only swapping around the same points. More points are being created as you go through until you get to a point where you, you know, do one of these, um, you know, HP attacks, and they're generally slower. You can dodge them. Uh, so in the city NT. Uh, they've, they've really simplified it, and I don't know how much of this is simplified for the beta versus just the game itself being a little bit different, but it used to be that there were discrete, um, you know, stick movements that you could do to do the different kinds of bravery attacks, because uh, you could actually preload, like, and say, okay, I want this particular one to be my long-range attack because it has this great timing thing that is hard to dodge, or, you know, I want to do this close range attack that's really quick for when I, you know, zoom in and, and you know, hit someone from, from really close. Uh, in this, they pretty well have taken care of it for you, and that might be a function of the beta, uh, that they've, they've basically preset you with a couple of loadouts, uh, which is a new thing for Dissidia. It used to be that you would manage your specs pretty much, you know, 
all, all the way down to the minute details. Uh, in this, though, they've given each character two different specs of preloaded bravery and HP attacks, and then they, they just tell you to go to town. Um, the three-on-three three really makes a difference, because it used to be that even if you were playing with multiple characters in the Dissidia game, you would switch those characters, and usually you'd have to do it in between rounds. But now you've got dudes just, like, all over the place. So there's a targeting system, which is honestly a little bit hard to maintain, because everybody's zipping around and, and doing stuff, and you could be focused on someone, and someone else could be attacking you. So they have these hit lines, or these attack lines, kind of like in Final Fantasy XII, where you'd have this little, like, arc that would go out that shows who you're attacking, and then if someone else is attacking you, you get a little arc on you from somewhere off screen, and you know you got to be careful because someone is targeting you. Um, and basically, uh, each team has three bars, uh, which basically represent extra lives. And so if you if you kill someone, they have a chance to respawn and come back, but it takes up one of these lives until basically you've broken the, the team of all of their uh, available life points. Um, so far, it has been a little bit tricky to... I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a wait to get into a match. Um, I, I found myself sort of setting up and being ready for a match, and then I'd go and do some laundry or something like that, and I'd, I'd hear the, <laughs> you know, the Moogle in the other room tell me that, okay, you know, there's a match that's been found. Um, but once you get into the game, it's it's really pretty good. You know, the um, the mobility is still good. They've they've actually made it so that the zooming thing that I was talking about, you know, that anime, you know, rush to the, you know, direction, uh, it used to be that you could only do it toward or away from. I mean, you lock onto the enemy and you do your, all of your attacks sort of in a locked um, position. Uh, now they've made it so you can basically zoom around wherever you want, which actually makes it kind of neat for different kinds of, uh, you know, doing doing kind of a sideways approach to somebody to get in past their defenses or kind of sneak around them or, or uh, you, you know, it, just, it gives you a little bit more variety on the approach. Um, the other thing that they've added to this, which is which is brand new, are summons. Now there were summons in the old games, but they mostly were like off-screen sorts of things. They would basically be like an effect. Like you'd get up to a certain point and it would trigger uh, Ifrit or something to set the enemy's bravery to zero for a period of time or something hmm. like that. With this though, now they actually have, you know, you have your Odin and your Rama and your, uh, you know, all, all of the usual um, uh, summons. Uh, and they literally will come onto the field and they will do, I think they have a special ability, but they'll also do different kinds of attacks. Uh, like for example, um, uh, you know, fireballs or like ice spikes will come up and, you know, kind of hit people. So, and, and the thing is that you actually will do the summon cooperatively. So by on the PlayStation 4, you can actually press in on that touchpad. Someone will start to, they'll have like a little mystical circle that appears and it kind of charges up this summon meter. And if other people on the team do the same thing, you can really summon that thing more quickly. Or if it's just one person who decides they're going to do it, you can go and interrupt them by attacking them or whatever. So summons now are a little bit more of a, of a tactical uh, decision as well. Uh, in addition, they, they do have some kind of special abilities that kind of build up and you can do, you know, uh, like uh, grant yourself HP or, uh, you know, just, just all kinds of all kinds of different things. Um, I'm not sure because this is a beta. I don't know all of the features that they've added or subtracted. There are some things that used to be in previous versions like, uh, well, well, again, like customizing your loadout with your specific attacks. Um, there used to be things like uh, chase attacks and th there used to be a thing when it was a single player game that was uh, you, you would get into these little like close combat things and there was sort of a QTE that would happen. You'd kind of do a back and forth attack which I always thought was kind of cool. It was it was, you know, Dissidia in general just has this scale to it. Like sometimes you can be fighting from far away, um, you can move in and then there's like the ultra close range stuff that uh, you know, had its had its little um, 
you know, it's, it's little mannerisms that were different from the regular game. Um, and in general, I really like Dissidia. This is different, and I, I, I'm not 100% sure exactly how well it's going to work, but uh, they, they have done a, a pretty decent job adapting it. I'm glad to see it on consoles anyway. I mean, it was basically trapped on PSP. You could play it on Vita, uh, which I do. I, I actually have my little PSP memory card for my Vita, and that's where I play Dissidia from time to time. And it's a really addictive little game, and I'll, I'll be interested to see if there is more single-player content. I mean, this is an online-only beta, so I presume that uh, it's going to be just a mode among many that, that you can play. Dissidia typically was a pretty fully featured sort of game. Uh, and this uh, this comes out, uh, I want to say, later this year? January. Right. Yeah, it might be. Okay, beginning of next year. Beginning of next year. Um, and January I'm interested 30th. in it. Yeah, yeah. So pr- pretty quick in any case. Um, I'm, I'm glad to have the opportunity to play it. I'm not really convinced about it yet, but uh, I am looking forward to seeing some coverage on it and kind of understanding the you know all the features once we get closer to that launch. Uh, nice. The other game uh, what, that I uh, what is Square Enix's esports strategy with this game? Just just wondering. No kidding, right? Hey, that we <laughs> need to. It's probably about the same as Nintendo's uh, Splatoon Two esports strategy, which is talk about it and pretend that it's a thing, and then it's not actually a thing. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. It, it might be kind of interesting to watch. You actually, can, I think you can do a spectator mode, but uh, you know, stuff is kind of frantic. It's a little hard to keep up with it. But uh, it, it's a good, it's a good game series in general. Uh, this version, I guess, we'll kind of have to wait and see what it turns out to be. Uh, the other game that I've been playing is also a fighting game of sorts, also uh, brand new out this week. It's an actual full game, though. It's Absolver from Devolver Digital. Yeah, this, uh, this looks is one cool. I, yeah, it's um, it's kind of a different thing. It is uh, again, I, I can only really call it a fighting game because the main mechanic really is fighting. But in the same way that Dissidia is kind of a fighting plus, you know, it's not like really a, a you know, there's more stuff to it. Same thing with Absolver. So Absolver is a third person kind of exploration fighting game. Um, they they put you down in a world, and the world is. I don't want to overstate this too much, but it, it reminds me a little bit of, um, I mean, everybody's wearing these weird masks and stuff, so I, I, I feel like I get a little bit of a Xenoclash vibe, but that might, that might, I might be imagining that. I mean, it kind of reminds me of Destiny, actually, because of the way that, uh, you know, a mask, everyone in Destiny always wears masks also, right? You know. Well, and you know, it's funny that you would say that, because I, I kind of did think about Destiny in the exploration parts of it, because usually you're going through some, you know, fairly well-crafted areas, um, but they're mostly for flavor. Like in Destiny, you know, you'd go through kind of some empty spaces and eventually get to a spot where you're going to fight some people. Uh, you do your fights, and then you kind of go through some more more areas that were sort of flavor areas, and you know, this thing is ruined, and we're going to climb up this little spire, and jump down into this other area. Uh, Absolver has a lot of that. Um, the The world is sort of a, a ruined world, and uh, everything is kind of what? Like pre-Renaissance, I don't know, sort of like adobe huts and things and forests, but everything is sort of... Cr- Actually, that, that's not even true, because it, it, it has kind of like a, an ancient Rome kind of feel to it. So there, there are coliseums and some larger structures, uh, and it's not really clear from the story. I haven't gotten to a point yet where I really know what's going on, but the game starts you out as a disciple of a particular brand of fighting. Um, you can choose from four of them, and one of them is, is like a wind-based thing, and one of them is like a fire thing, and there's just, just different uh, descriptions for them. Like, for example, the one that I picked was the, the wind one, which uh, has the ability to do these dodges. Um, other... Uh, other other schools of, of martial arts will let you do things like um, blocking, which then stuns the enemy and gives you a chance to counterattack. 
Um, there are, you know, just other little abilities. And eventually in the game, I get the feeling, I mean, they show up in my character, even though I didn't choose those schools, you, you could probably learn them later. Um, but the way the game actually plays is when you come up on someone, uh, they, they'll basically rush at you and you'll get into this close quarters kind of combat and all of the fighting is basically two buttons. There's a, a quick, well, and I'm playing it on a controller. I've been playing it on the Steam controller, which, you know, has worked out pretty all right. Uh, so you have a quick attack button and a heavy attack button and you can basically key, you know, you can combo those to, to do different things. Uh, in, in the meantime, though, there is a block mechanic and a stamina mechanic, uh, and all of these things kind of interplay with one another. Um, it is fairly positionally significant. I mean, you do have to kind of uh, aim your attacks. Uh, I mean, you don't have to you don't have to land them specifically. But the other thing about this is that you actually have multiple opponents in most cases, and so directionally, you kind of have to choose who you're going to attack, and you're basically chaining all of these things together. Uh, and, and and this is not one of those games. Remember in uh, like any game ever where uh, I mean like Prince of Persia or Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. or uh, you know something like that where it's like okay you've got six guys and you're going to fight them all one at a time. Yeah, yeah uh, totally. th- that that is not this. Dudes have no compunctions about you know yeah. coming up behind you while you're while you're fighting someone else. Which on on one hand uh, is is like yay all right we now have some you know let, let's have a contest. On the other hand it's damn frustrating because because they do. I mean they they basically just decide they're going to come and get you. Um, so you do find yourself using the dodge mechanic a lot. There's a dodge and then like I said my my little wind disciple ship makes me be able to, to do little um, kind of jogs left and right or up or down to, to dodge attacks, which is really complicated too. There's a big timing component to it. And, um, you know, you can't just sit there and spam attacks because A, that stamina is going to wind down on you. B, the blocks, uh, you know, make things ineffective. And so you just end up kind of tiring yourself against someone else who's doing a bunch of blocks. And uh, C, you know, you, you've got to be worrying about the counterattack too. Um, in addition to all of this, you have a number of stances. There are four directional stances, and I have not really figured out how to maintain those yet. They give you instructions on how to switch between stances, but whenever you do a heavy attack, it sort of toggles between the stances anyway. So the upshot of it is that you end up doing a ton of different moves, which you can actually manage them too. So every stance, you can actually go into a loadout screen. You go into this meditation screen, and they give you all these things that you have unlocked or are in the process of unlocking, uh, and you can associate each of these different kinds of moves with one of the stances. Thing is, so far, it's really hard to tell what's what. I mean, four stances and, you know, three sets of moves each, and they're all just different versions of punches, and they are different. So the animations actually are really cool, and it always looks like you're doing something. The the uh, the contact works really well, like the fight, you know, when you hit someone, it really looks like you're hitting them. So they've really done a good job making that part of it really work. Um, but as far as unlocking moves and, and you know, am I going to like do my micro strategies to, you know, I'm going to slot this into the chain for this one. So far, I have not really gotten to the point where I'm really um, well-versed enough to, to be doing that. Um, as far as as far as the movesets go, they, they do kind of an interesting thing. Whenever you block an attack, um, it does drain your stamina, so you can't do it forever. You can't just sit there and block because it tires you. But you you have this thing where if you if you absorb an attack with a block, you slowly start to learn that skill, um, and that that maintains until That's you cool. either learn the skill or until you die. If you die and it'll reset you, you lose any of your progress toward learning skills. Um, I have found that I've been dying a lot. I think that has to do with 
with the martial arts uh, style that I chose, that, that wind dodging attack, because it's hard to get that stuff. Um, and it's not like dodging left or right. It's kind of like ducking and jogging to the sides. So, um, you know, where, where I, I kind of keep, you know, swiping my thumb to the, to the left on that Steam Controller touchpad, it doesn't mean that I move to the left. It just means that I kind of duck to the left. And so when they're doing sweeping kicks and stuff, all, all of the punches and kicks, they are directionally aware. So if someone is doing a roundhouse kick, you can't dodge left or right because it's going to hit you either way, but you could duck down and potentially miss it, or they give you a jump-up ability. And it's kind of hard to read those at first. Um, and they are making a big deal, at least in the beginning, about you got to learn new moves to be able to survive. So far, it's mostly about not getting hit for me. Um, there, There is an XP system, so as you kill dudes, uh, you, you get to apply points to things like strength or dexterity or vitality that, that kind of matter in all of those different ways. Um... But I just mostly end up dying a lot until I end up in a good situation where, you know, I, I was able to to maintain my position and not have these guys flank me or or whatever. Also, enemies can attack each other, uh, both purposely and inadvertently. So you can sometimes use uh, people against their friends. Um, there, speaking of friends, there is an online component to this, but it has basically been down since launch. I was going to try and play with uh, Jared, uh, but it basically is not connecting to servers at this point. Um, apparently, you can take on... Uh, apprentices or or you know share knowledge or, or yeah exactly something like that and I, and I get the feeling like it sort of is a a, uh, a seamless drop in drop out kind of experience so I think you might be going through the story together like I said is I'm it, not sure it to be co-op or competitive multiplayer uh, you can do both. both in fact there's a there's a little emote system where you can do things like um, you, you know you can bow or act sad or happy or you can do things like request Challenge uh, for a duel. Or, yeah, exactly. Challenges for duels, or you, I think you can request to, to be cooperative or something. So uh, I don't know if it's going to be like a Dark Souls kind of thing where people just kind of show up in your game and suddenly you might be playing against someone. Um, again, I don't know yet, so I'll, I'll maybe plan to talk about this next week after they've got some of their tech figured out. Um, but uh, yeah, and there's more stuff to talk about too. There's a weapon system and, and lots of other things. Um, looks pretty good. Uh, the style is... Uh, kind of Team Fortress 2-E, where it's kind of got a lot of flat surfaces and a lot of kind of, uh, you know, less detail, more um, style, I guess you might you might say. Um, but uh, yeah, as of right now, that's, you know, I've only played a couple of hours into the game and I'm still getting to the point where I can hopefully not die every time. Um, I am learning to use some of my healing abilities and some other things that do give you some special, um, you know, magical skills of, of some kind. So I'll, uh, I'll plan to bring this one back uh, next week and uh, hopefully have some more things to say about it. Maybe we, I, I know Jared and I do plan to stream this. So this may be on our docket for this coming Monday stream, uh, which is uh, in the U.S. Uh, Labor Day. So you'll have no excuse not to to join us for some Absolver. Oh, I can't wait. On Monday. Yeah, yeah. And uh, folks, uh, like I mentioned, I'll be bringing this back, but uh, we'll be bringing it back even before then, because we actually have another podcast that's coming into you hot and ready uh, the top of this week to tell you about the news of video games, the new releases, and we'll have a special topic of discussion ready to discuss uh, at uh, just in just a few days' time. So look forward to that. Uh, as I mentioned, we do have a stream. You can get ready for that by subscribing to us over at www.twitch.tv slash gamebyteshow. Uh, hit the subscribe button, get notified when we go live there. If you happen to miss some of our streams, shame on you, uh, but you can actually go over to our archives at youtube.com slash gamebyteshow. Uh, give us a like, give us a subscribe, do some of that stuff, uh, whatever, maybe we'll Ring do some the unboxings. Bell. Ring the bell. <laughs> Ring the bell. Right? Um, 
And, uh, you know, I, I do need to, to mention, uh, we do have the Extra Life stuff that's coming up. Uh, that's, you know, imminent in the next couple months here. So uh, prepare for that by looking at our team over at extra-life.org slash team slash show. Uh, donate. Donate some money. Donate some time. Donate some airtime to the uh, effort to help some sick kids by playing video games, which is a great, great way to do that. Or you can just shoot the bull with us over on social media. You can find us on Twitter. We are at GameBytesShow. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. Uh, you can find me at Legrand. And I am at Count Elmbor. And Jared that I keep referring to is uh, the very handsome Jared Red Eye Dunn at R-E-D underscore I. So you can go check him out there. And uh, you can also find our internet website, www.gamebytesshow.com, where you can find all of our back episodes of podcasts, lots of good stuff there, the sidebar of video content, and uh, our RSS feeds that you can share with your friends and neighbors and uh, everybody in the whole world who uh, needs to be brought into the Game Byte Show family. So check us out there. Uh, until then, folks, this has been your Game Byte Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. See ya. See you later.